Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Thanks to my guest this evening, Alex Raldens. Thank you for jumping in. Thank you for joining and talking with me for a few minutes. Yeah, of course. Uh, Happy to do it. Oh, well, well, thank you for saying yes. Happy to have you. Um, curious. Uh, I'll name a couple of titles here before we jump into questions. And then um, we'll talk about what drew you to this world of comics. So I'm a big fan of the science comics, history comics lines, being a teacher. I, I love those connections of like informational text and uh, comics, graphic novels, and just just good fun stories. And I also really enjoyed your book that I believe came out, was it last fall, Improve? Yes. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's already been a year, which is crazy. Yeah, that took me a minute. I was like, was that last fall or this fall? Um, so I appreciate the work that you do. And I'm curious about what drew you to the world of comics, graphic novels, um, and this this visual storytelling medium. Yeah, so uh, I've always been drawing since, I, I mean, I say forever, but I can distinctly think back to it at least when I was like five. Uh, but for the longest time, it was just for fun, like I, and I was more of like a big animation person mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to the point where when I was 12, I really started thinking about uh, going into animation because I was obsessed with this movie called Meet the Robinsons that mm-hmm. Disney had just come out with. Uh, and my friend for my birthday had gotten me like the art of book, which I didn't know existed. Uh, and flipping through it is when I started realizing like, oh, people do this as a job, like storyboard artists, like concept artists. like. And so that was when I finally was like, I want to do art with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it took me a while to like really consider comics because the closest things I read to comics growing up were I would always get like the Archie Digest at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um and I did read a lot of manga, but I was growing up in the period where everyone was like, oh, manga's for girls, or oh, manga doesn't count as comics. Like right, comics right. in my head at the time was like superheroes and all that. Uh, so in my head, I didn't really think I liked comics, but <laughs> I really have the whole time. Um, and there was a period in high school where I just started going to my public library a lot more, and I was always in the graphic novel section. So I was like really taking in all these titles that otherwise I wouldn't be looking into because I think what happened was I read all the manga we had at the library and I was like well I might as well just see what else we got here um but it was there that I was finally discovering books like uh Faith Aaron Hicks had just illustrated Brain Camp and from there like I found out about Friends of Boys um and then Raina Telgemeier came out with drama and so it was really this uh discovery of feeling like comics was this great happy medium for me between prose books and animation and it was also a great vehicle for even telling like contemporary stories because I think that was more of uh what I was reading and watching like I was huge into Disney Channel when I was younger Mm -hmm. uh so it was really like I don't want to say quote-unquote normal kid stuff um but I I always felt like oh comics is for like fantasy and sci-fi and this kind of stuff but seeing like just sort of teen stories told I it really opened up my eyes to like what comics could be um and from there at the same library we had uh these two visiting artists come once and they had name dropped the school of visual arts and I think I was 15 at the time but because they were there and they mentioned it 
I had the name of the school in the back of my head up until like my senior year when I was considering colleges and like they have a major in cartooning and like comics so it really like I don't know if they realize it and I, I wish I could remember their names because I would love to thank them but they basically like set me on that path of like oh like I'm just gonna continue with comics for the rest of my life uh so it's all thanks to my local library <laughs> there you go there you go i love it uh love that you were talking about that question of manga and comics and thinking about those things i was speaking to a class last night and i said who reads comics and someone said manga is that like I'm like yes those are comics absolutely uh mm -hmm. and also love what you said there about people that sort of pointed the direction and pointed the way for you as well i always appreciate that yeah, so much I feel like of my career has been like both in school with like upperclassmen and even just like with people in the industry who like were older than me, uh, just sort of welcoming me in. I feel like mm -hmm. I would not be where I am today without like all this support. And so I always feel like that's something I try and do myself and also encourage with other folks is to just like lift each other up because like yeah. we I feel like we would not be here without one another um and it's just such a welcoming community in that regard yeah yeah absolutely everyone that's been on this show has been very kind um so so glad to hear the experience has been the same on this side of the screen yeah. as well yeah uh curious about what it's like to create for sort of a, an assumed younger audience at the same time, I also recognize that I'm like 41 and I still enjoy comics. And so um, sort of that middle grade space that could be really a lot of different age groups. Yeah. So with uh, Science Comics, The Brain and History Comics, The Great Chicago Fire, like I was really drawn to them as um, the brain was really interesting because I went into it as somebody uh, with like anxiety and depression uh and my friend Tori who wrote the book uh went into it with like her history of growing up with dyslexia and so basically making that book was us sort of giving back like the the foundation of what we needed to not only like really understand what was going on with ourselves but like for other folks as well mm -hmm. um and also the brain is just like super interesting uh and I feel like she's very good at like nailing the the humor uh, for middle grade. Um, and for me, uh, you can probably tell with parts of my background, but like I've just gotten yeah. to the point where I love like doing really bright and like colorful things, which tends mm -hmm. to like attract more of like a middle grade audience, which I'm totally fine with. Um, yeah. But it's, I feel like it's hard to say like I specifically go into something with the intention of doing it for middle grade. I feel like that just ends up being like the demographic that's attracted to like what I do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but I it's I it's funny to consider that because I feel like as I, when I was talking earlier about really starting to get into art and animation uh because of that movie I think I was 12 at the time so like middle school is really like peak like artistry peak like comics time uh and just exploring yourself type of thing so I feel like I I guess I just have been radiating that energy since 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And thus, as a result, like a lot of middle schoolers and like younger folks are like drawn into that. Um, but I also feel like it's just like such a big age for like exploring yourself, exploring like interests. Um, we just happen to do a lot of narratives that sort of 
appeal to that. And that's also when uh, they're starting to branch out from like children's books mm -hmm. and like easy reader books and stuff like that. So I feel like middle grade comics are kind of like their gateway to like this whole like artistry like world. Yeah. Um, so I know that I feel like that doesn't answer the question of like, what's it like writing for that or like illustrating for that? Um, but I guess my answer is kind of just like it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's a great answer. Um, I'm also a person that appreciates memoiring comics and exploring your story through visuals and, and words. So curious about um, the process of working on improve sort of uh, what that was like and what you hope readers take away from improve. Well, improve was funny because for a while, like when I was starting out with it, it was just like little diary comics I was drawing for myself. Like mm -hmm. I had gotten to a point in college where there was one assignment where we had to draw like an autobiographical comic, like one day for a week. Uh, and I basically didn't stop because uh, I was just having so much fun with it. So I've basically documented like my whole college experience, not like day by day, but like with just like little moments. Um because I, I was realizing that was sort of just the best way I expressed myself because I was very reserved and otherwise I wouldn't really tell people uh, things about me. Like I wouldn't really offer it up. Not because like I didn't want them to know, but it was just I didn't know how to talk about myself. Mm -hmm. So diary comics and just drawing sort of became that method of uh, reaching out to other people. Uh, so when I was doing these diary comics, it was me just sort of explaining like, oh, like these, I, I'm doing theater now. Like these are little things I've learned. Like I was writing down stuff about it in my journal for like therapy's sake in this, uh, in terms of saying like, oh, this is what we did in class today. This is what I learned. This is how like I'm feeling about it. And it, it just got to the point where I was talking about it so much that I was like, I should just put this in a book like I at first it was just gonna be like a really long like mini comic because I've done that with other things before but it just started getting too long and I was like I, I think this is a book I don't I don't think mm. this is just like a small for fun thing anymore I mean it, it was fun to work on um but I never like went into improv with the intention of uh oh I'm 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 undercover I'm learning about uh this art so then I could go tell everybody else about it mm -hmm. um so it <laughs> really just started as me kind of tell like excitedly telling people about this stuff because I feel like for me as somebody who grew up with social anxiety like improv is such an interesting experience in the terms of teaching you how people interact with one another like what we look at each other uh like we look at each other for like status like in social interactions and like how you can tell more about someone's personality by the way like they carry themselves or even like how to like pose yourself like for um like it works it's great for acting and it's also great for like drawing and like body language and all that oh, yeah. so I was just learning so much on so many different fronts like from social interactions to like uh narrative like writing that I I I feel like I began every sentence with, well, this one time in improv class. Um, <laughs> so it was very much just something I wanted to share with people at first, just as a way to be like, this is what I'm up to. But then uh, just me realizing like how interesting um, these lessons were. And I feel like not a lot of people have this thought in their brain where they're like, oh, I'm going to go take an improv class. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. So this was sort of my way of being like, even if you don't go take a class, like I, I would love to encourage you to try it at least once 
but I know not everyone has the opportunity or is like there in their um, their own personal journey. Uh, but I wanted to sort of be like the man on the inside and like take away these cheats and be like, this is what I learned about just how you can interact with people in general from this. Yeah. Uh, so it was really interesting putting it into like diagrams and stuff like that. Essentially the book works as like improv 101 too. Like if you really wanted to try it out yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love that connection you made there to um, art as well. And thinking about how people pose and tell stories through gestures and uh, posture and things like that. That's very cool and insightful. Yeah. And I actually had a, um, it's very funny how, comics and improv sort of overlap or even just like as storytelling in general because I had somebody uh in one of my classes compliment me once and saying like oh you're very good at knowing how to like wrap up a story because a lot of times like we'll be on stage and people are like I don't know where this is going and I'll just like <laughs> jump in with something um and it is just from like practice of doing stories but in different mediums so <laughs> it was just sort of uh, interesting to see my very solo, like isolated uh, field of art in terms of like, this is really only something I do by myself, sort of be transferred to this thing that you're doing on stage with a bunch of other people. Uh, and I feel like that is just such a big example of what this uh, book became in terms of this can apply to so many aspects of life. Even if you're not going to use this as like improv lessons, you may use it as like social lessons or like anxiety, like relief lessons. Um, so it's just amazing, like what you can learn from things when you don't really expect to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love the book. I, I recommend it for people out there that want to add it to classroom libraries, explore it on their own, all of those things. I'm curious about what is next in the creative journey that you can talk about. I know there there are always like NDA type types of things, but uh, curious if in general or more specifically, there are projects that are next up. Yeah, I have been sort of resting for the last two years. Like ever since Improve came out, I was like, oh, I'm just going to take a little break because I had kind of burnt myself out doing. Essentially, <laughs> I did like three books back to back. And then also it was like, on the heels of like the pandemic lockdown and everything. So I was just very like out of it. Um, it was only supposed to be a few months, kind of became two years, uh, but I'm trying to get back on that comics horse now. Like I'm talking with friends about like ideas we could do together. Um, but also one thing I've done in that time too, is I've started working part-time at a library, uh, which actually just came from before this call. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. And it's been really lovely in the sense of like seeing what kinds of books people read. And I feel like a lot of people, when they think of the library nowadays, they think like, oh, who goes anymore? Yeah. And I, I've developed the theory that everyone who thinks like that are people who don't usually go to the library. Because <laughs> like, if you come right. in or in the summer, like it is packed, like yeah. it is such a steady stream. Um, but I feel like it's been really nice being there because when you're sort of locked away drawing, you don't have that interaction with like the the readers as much. And they won't necessarily be taking out like my books, but like just seeing like, oh, people are <laughs> reading comics. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just very like reassuring. Uh, and it's also just really nice seeing like uh, people like migrate to like the manga section. Like so much of what mm -hmm. goes out lately is like, books like Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan 
And it's just, it very, it hits home. Like, as I've talked about, like I have a mm -hmm. lot of my origin in the local library. Uh, so seeing that not only is that still going on, but it's sort of been like ramped up because like manga and anime wasn't as like mainstream when I was growing up, but now like everyone sort of knows about it and it's available like for everyone. And I guess in the, in the case of books like One Piece, like you, you have a whole like shelf's worth to go through as opposed mm -hmm. to having to wait for the next one to come out. Um, and we also have ways of like, you can read the next chapter online as opposed to waiting for like the next book. Uh, so all that to say, I feel like I've been like very, I'm gathering like a lot of like creative inspiration just from like being there and seeing like what kinds of people are reading, what kinds of books, um, just sort of getting an idea for like what, what the market should be like is currently like that kind of thing so i feel like all of my all my creative stuff lately has been sort of secret research or just like observing i like it i like it yeah and i i am a once upon a time librarian i was a librarian once as well so uh, i appreciate that and appreciate love of libraries and librarians uh absolutely any um, social media spaces, online spaces where people can go to check out the things to come as you're sort of on this creative reservoir? Yeah, uh, I'm at Toonie Balloonie on most socials. It's Toonie with a, just a Y and Balloonie with just a Y. Um, and so it's like Blue Sky, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, Twitter, even though it's like been dying for mm -hmm. the last year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like most sites you'll find me like with that username, uh, except TikTok where I have a secret username, but also I have not touched it in uh, a year. So <laughs> you probably wouldn't be looking for me anyway. <laughs> well, sounds great. And I uh, hope folks out there will check out your work and thanks so much for taking the time. Of course. Thank you for talking to me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Bye.